Welcome to the Property CEO Podcast, your inside track to the world of property with your hosts, Ian Child and Richie Clapson. Hello and welcome to the Property CEO Podcast. My name's Richie Clapson and I'm here with Ian Child. Hello everyone. And today we're going to be talking about a subject that gets you quite animated, doesn't it, Ian? Quite hot under the collar. Does it? Um, well, <laughs> where was this? <laughs> Did I miss something? Okay, so you don't get as animated as normal people, but for you, <laughs> I noticed that this subject probably gets you as excited as I've ever seen you. At one point, I think I even saw you raise an eyebrow a quarter of an inch. Right, and by, by normal people, uh, do you mean you? Because frankly, I'm not really sure that that's the, the kind of the best normal person benchmark you could have chosen, if I'm being brutally honest. So, uh, you know, you're saying I'm not normal? Well, of course you're not. But to be honest, we are 10 seconds into the interview and you've already managed to insult me. Is this some sort of new strategy you're planning to adopt for, well, for all our guests in the new podcast series? I think you might be being a bit, little bit touchy there. Plus, uh, you're not technically a guest. Do you know, now I come to think of it, I think I'm seeing a bit of a trend here. Um, because when you're not out there doing your roving reporter bit and you're kind of smarming up to all the guests in that, well, what would you call it? Slightly sycophantic way of yours. It's all kind of Mr. Nicey-Nicey, isn't it? And then you get in the studio, you interview me, and you come over all Paxman. And frankly, you're a bit of a misery goes. And I think <laughs> I've worked it out. It's because you don't like it when I get a bigger speaking part than you. Well, I don't know. Well, to be fair, I think that's probably the view of the entire audience. <laughs> Oh, both of them. <laughs> Look, I'll have you know that we've actually been getting record audiences lately. Right, and you think this might be down to your new kind of competitive interview style. Okay, so I give in. Let's start this interview again, and I promise not to be quite so confrontational. Okay, back to Mr. Nicey Nicey. Yep. Okay, I will try and be a bit more animated. Is that a, is that a deal? Deal. Okay, off we go. Okay. Uh, do do we need need the theme music again? No, um, Matt will uh, edit it in afterwards. Just pretend pretend the theme music is just finished. Do you want me to hum it for you? Okay. No, I'm joking. That's not going to happen. Just, just <laughs> play the theme tune in your head, and then okay. start. Okay. Now what? It's still playing. We oh, still play it in my head. Free. It's still playing. Get on with it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Property CEO Podcast. My name is Richie Claps and I'm here with Ian Child. Hello everyone. And today we're going to be talking about a subject that gets you quite animated, doesn't it Mr Child? You're not wrong Richie. I expect it's probably the most excited I've been about any podcast episode we've ever done. Right and what are you going to be talking about today? Well Richie I'm glad you asked because it's all about one of my favourite ever topics. Which is... Um, <laughs> I've forgotten. Oh, yeah, it's about making a fantastic first impression. Sounds interesting. So maybe we could dial uh, down the enthusiasm just a fraction. Yeah, good idea. Not sure I could keep that up. Okay. So let's have a look then. So uh, what exactly are we going to be talking about when we talk about first impressions then? Okay, we're basically talking about how people perceive you as a property person or as a property business. So we, we all have a view of how others perceive us, but it's usually not that accurate because we, we kind of know a lot more about ourselves than the other person does. Yeah. Yep. Now, because we've only got limited time on, on the podcast, I want to focus on one of the real basics, which is the business card. 
ultimately, it's just one of the things that we teach at Property CEO that makes sure you're looking fantastic from uh, every conceivable angle. A bit like myself. Well, you can you can set the bar as low as you like. <laughs> okay, so thanks thanks for that. But uh, to be clear, we're talking about the physical collateral that you have rather than your interpersonal skills. So, you know, are we starting with first impressions? Presume we're talking we're talking business cards. There's... Yeah, we are. But we but actually we need to start kind of one step further back because there are some big decisions that we all make before we have business cards printed that can make a big difference to to what goes on them. Now, a lot of property people will end up creating a business or at least a a business name, even if they never form a company. So it's effectively a a brand name. And being very honest, this is where things can uh, can often start to go wrong. To give you an example, I had a meeting with a, uh, a new property developer recently who complained that he was at his wit's end because he'd spent months trying to come up with the perfect name for his business. And he was currently thinking it should be a mixture of his of his kids' names and uh, the names of his dogs. Really? What was his dogs' names? Oh, this is funny. Apparently, they were called, um, what was it, Castor and Pollux. You're kidding. No, I think he was into his uh, his Greek mythology. And I've got to tell you this story. He was, uh, he was telling me that uh, the dogs... <laughs> would occasionally escape from his back garden at night. And so he had to go around the streets looking for them. And the only way that they'd come back is if he banged their food bowl with a fork and shouted out their names. And apparently he'd always send the wife out if Pollux escaped, just so he, he just couldn't face it. Well, what, so his wife was roaming around a housing estate at night shouting out, Pollux! Exactly. Pollux! Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So he'd been all around the houses and he'd spent three months uh, without coming up with a name. And then he said that it wasn't all doom and gloom because at least he'd finally managed to uh, to finish designing his company logo. Wow, that's amazing. But it was amazing. He, he actually showed me. He was really, really proud of it. And you could tell it was something that he really enjoyed doing. It just wasn't anything that moved him remotely forward in his business. So uh, so we kind of come to the, the, uh, the first bit of advice, and that is that the only person in the entire world that remotely cares what your business is called is you. Yeah. No one else gives a flying fig. So the, the amount of time you should spend on your business name is frankly about 10 minutes. Now, we're quite generous to our, our property CEO students because we, we give them 24 hours to come up with a name. But but trust me, every second you spend on your name and logo is a second that kind of costs you money and wastes your time. And for goodness sake, please don't try and design your own logo. There are a million people on Fiverr.com uh, that can do that for you or you can use an online logo design company or 99design, something like that. Um, that's not an excuse for having an amateurish-looking logo. It just means you don't need to spend time sorting it out yourself. Personally, you know, I prefer a really simple logo because uh, you know, I like to keep things sim- simple. If you were a designer, uh, you might opt for something fancier. But to be to be safe, I would go for a simple design with say no more than you know three colours. Now, I'm not saying that every business should only spend ten minutes on their name. If you if you're aiming to create a brand, then of course you'll take longer. But for most property businesses, particularly if you're going to do some development or buying some rental properties, there isn't a need to create a brand. Now, there's a few things that you should do once you've got an idea for a name. So firstly, you need to check to see if your preferred domain name is available for your website. 
So you just go on to any domain purchasing website like 123-reg.co.uk or godaddy.com and you can just check for, for free. Just put in the name and, um, and see if it's available. What sort of domain name should you go for, though? Well, unless you've got any kind of international aspirations, I would go for a simple .co.uk domain. Um, so if I start with the uh, the dog theme from earlier, if your if your idea for a company name was I don't know Fido Properties, uh, you want to check that FidoProperties.co.uk uh, is available. Could you go for Bouncer or Spot as well though, if you wanted? Uh, no, no, no. I, I've snapped up all of the dog related uh, property domain names because <laughs> um, I thought there might be a bit of a run on them after the <laughs> after this episode. Never mind, never mind. And uh, I don't know, are domain names easy to buy though. Oh, they're really easy to buy and, and fairly cheap. Uh, again, don't overthink it. If the obvious name isn't available, you can consider something kind of similar, but probably best to avoid uh, hyphens if you can. Well, why is that? Well, you kind of if you chose fido-properties.co.uk because fido-properties.co.uk is already gone, then there's a fair chance that someone who's trying to find you online will go to the wrong website. Yeah, I see. Uh, plus, you don't, you don't really want to have an identical name to another business in the same niche for, uh, for a whole number of reasons. Second thing that you should then do uh, if you plan to create a limited company at some point is just to check on Companies House whether your, your chosen company name is available uh, or... or at least a name that's kind of close to it. So you're going to be doing this for two reasons. To see if that you can find an available name that is close to the one that you've chosen. So, for example, Fido Properties Limited. And also to see whether a business already exists that does a similar thing to what you're planning to do. Because again, you probably want to avoid that name and think again. You might not even be thinking of creating a limited company at this point. But it's still kind of good to know that the option is there in case you want to do it like further down the line. Okay, so that's interesting. But what else uh, do we need to put on the business card then, other than this uh, sort of domain name? So uh, we've got your company name with a logo, and now we've got your website name sorted out. So uh, your next thing you obviously want to have on there is your email address. Now, a lot of people make what I think is a bit of a schoolboy error by having uh, a personal or generic email address for their business. So you've probably seen where perhaps a local business has a contact address that is... I don't know, abcwindows at yahoo.co.uk or a Hotmail or a a Gmail address. Now, nothing screams small business that couldn't be bothered to invest in itself more than than that, in my opinion. So if your domain name is is fidoproperties.co.uk, then your email address should be dave at fidoproperties.co.uk. It shouldn't be fidoproperties at hotmail.com. But what if your name's not Dave? Well, uh, then you just need to bite the bullet and, and recruit a Dave as quickly as possible or pretend that Dave's your middle name or something because there's really you know, no excuse for not having a Dave on the team. <laughs> it's as easy as that to create an email account. Yeah, that is relatively easy. Um, you'll be able to set up an email account either through your website host or through your domain registration company. But frankly, take a look on YouTube if you get stuck. There, is, there are so many pointers. Okay, so we're definitely getting there now. But we've got a, a business card with the business name and logo your website address, your email address, what else do you need? So obviously you'll probably want to be putting your your phone number on it. Uh, And the thing you want to consider here is whether you want a mobile number, a landline number or both. Now, most people are going to want to put their mobile number on. But if if you've not yet got a business, then you won't have an office landline number. Now, personally, I quite like to see an office number on a business card because it makes me feel that the business is more substantial. 
Uh, I wouldn't put your home landline number on. Instead, I'd simply rent a number and then divert it to the mobile. Quite easy to do and quite inexpensive. And when, when you rent a number, you'll need to decide whether to go with a local area code or a national one. So uh, I guess if, if you're trying to appeal to a local market, then I would go with a local number. But, you know, you'll know your target market uh, better than I will. So you just base your decision on your, uh, your personal circumstances. And if you're doing development or buying property in a specific area, I would definitely be tempted to go with the uh, the local area code for that area. Now, just thinking a, a little bit further as well, you and I have a, slight, a difference of opinion on whether to have a picture of yourself on a business card, don't we? Yeah, I've never. I wouldn't put your picture on any of my business cards. <laughs> but um, well, I know that you've got a. Um, as this no picture rule because you feel it makes you kind of stand out as a bit of a, a bit of a so. newbie. Uh, my take is slightly different. I, 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 I don't like to see them on cards that are for businesses. So if your card represents your business or your, your brand, then I think a personal picture isn't necessary. And I think your point is perfectly valid. Uh, on the other hand, pictures, I think, can be really useful on personal networking cards. So these, these are cards that perhaps are just representing you and not your business. And the sort of cards that... You know, perhaps you'd get made up if, if, if you were new to property and, Frank, you know, you didn't want to give out a business card from your nine-to-five job, then you'd, you'd create a, a, a networking card. There's no right or wrong with it. Um, what I would say from experience is that if your main exchange of cards is going to be happening in a networking environment, then photos are, are more acceptable. But if your cards were going to be given to property professionals, where the, the no-picture route is probably safest. Uh, but, you know, no harm in having both if that's your preference. Okay, so we've now got all the information on the card. What about the design itself? Have you got any tips there? Well, um, <laughs> you and I have seen some, some well, a few horror stories over the years when it comes to business yeah. cards. Uh, so let me let me share with you some of the uh, the, the more common mistakes. Um, and, I, and I've probably got to praise this by saying that all of our views on design are going to be subjective. Uh, you know, most people wouldn't buy that shirt you're wearing. But clearly the manufacturer <laughs> had found a niche and it just goes to show, you know, no accounting for taste. I'll have you know, this particular style of shirt is considered very fashionable. And uh, in which country would that be? Uh, and come to think of it, which year <laughs> was I born then? I think that's quite offensive. I like well, it. My mother likes it. Well, we all agreed it's quite <laughs> offensive. Anyway, uh, back to reality. So the biggest piece of advice I can give on business car design is less is more. What I've come across, you know, many people feel the need to, to try and make their card stand out. Uh, they use different size card they use really thick card make it embossed and they use lots of metallic foil uh, they also use lots of colors and kind of funky graphics and some even try to cram on kind of multiple businesses onto the one card i remember i'll never forget this one of my favorites was from a guy i met uh, at a networking meeting a little while ago he had a plumbing business a property sourcing business and a lettings agency <laughs> And not only had he put all the three businesses on the same business card, he'd also included an affiliate link for a utility company. How big was the card? <laughs> so literally four businesses on one card. Quite incredible. Why would you choose to work with somebody who couldn't be bothered to create separate cards for each of his businesses? So the best advice I can give is to imagine what you'd wear to a sales meeting with a prospective client or a prospective supplier or a prospective business partner, you know. Would you go for smart casual? Would you go for a suit and tie? Or would you go for, you know, jeans and a T-shirt? You probably wouldn't go for, I don't know, 
funky chicken outfit or, you know, a Coco the Clown number. Oh, come on. I mean, you, you, you've got to go out, you know, with a funky chicken outfit once in a while. It'd be a complete riot, wouldn't it, if you went and did that? It's been too long since I've done that, to be fair. Yeah, well, I was joking. You actually mean you actually own a, a chicken outfit? Well, only a small one. <laughs> well, I can see it would be a small one. Wear it much? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've worn it a few times over the years. Do you know, I've been making a list of questions. Uh, I hadn't told you about this, actually, for one of next season's episodes, and it's it's called 101 Things You Should Find Out About a Prospective Business Partner Before You Go Into Business Together. Okay. And to be, to be honest, uh, it started off as 10 things, but during the course of our working relationship, it's, it, it's, it's grown a bit, and I realise that I can now add number 102. Uh, check your business partner's wardrobe for animal costumes before you sign on the dotted line. There's nothing wrong with a bit of fun, is there? Well, no, not apart from me living in fear that one day you're actually going to turn up in a meeting wearing a chicken costume. So, as I was saying, if you're normal, uh, design your business card the same way you would want to come across in that, that sales meeting. You know, keep it simple. Remember, the purpose of the business card is to convey your contact information and your brand. The aim isn't to try and stand out against all the other business cards in somebody's Rolodex. Make sure everything is visible. I've seen cards where the font is so small or or highly stylized that it's all but illegible, or, or where it's virtually the same color as the background, so you can't actually read it. I've also been given cards, and this is quite incredible, um, that were, were cut up bits, strips of, of A4 paper, which were kind of so flimsy no. that they barely, yeah, they barely made it out from the event. So it was at a networking event, and this guy was handing out cards, and he, he hadn't even bothered to buy particularly good quality A4 paper. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, you know, I think it's um, it's one of those ones where if you're going to go uh, and, and do a card, you want something that's medium to heavy thickness card that has a bit of weight to it, doesn't try to shout. Another good uh, tip is to look through the business cards you've already got from uh, from other people. You know, check your own Rolodex and see which you like best, and and you kind of you can use that design as a base. And of course, you can always look at the website and business or brands and see what fonts and color combinations you think look good i think a lot of business card websites also have templates so it's quite easy again to kind of just flick through those and find designs that you like and of course another thing you can consider is is printing on both sides of the card uh, i quite like cards with a contrasting kind of back providing it's not too fussy uh, and you can maybe have it with just a, a plain color or something simply maybe have your logo on the back uh, another thing you can do, you can also get cards with rounded corners. Again, I've no real objection to these as they come across as quite modern and a little different without being uh, fussy or, or in your face. Okay, that's all, all interesting. So finally, where's the best place to get your business cards from? Uh, literally hundreds of, hundreds of places. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's online printers to your local print shop. If I'm being honest i probably prefer the online solution just because it's usually quickest and most convenient and and you can order in small quantities and they they tend to arrive quite quickly i like that i mean that's that's really fantastic i mean um i mean finally maybe if i i I, I, just listening to that i made a couple of notes if i summed up what my top sort of three takeaways would be from that i think the first one i'd be thinking of is less is more uh, you know, have this mantra in mind that when you design the business cards, you know, the busier, the more individual and fussy they are, then the more difficult they are to, to read. And you don't want, you know, your brand to be associated with those sort of values. So I like that less is more. I think that's, I mean, that's probably the most paramount. That sticks out really, really strong. Yeah, just remember that uh, the, the aim of a business card is to give information. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. If you can't read it, it's no good, is yeah. it? 
I mean, don't waste your time. I think that's a big thing. We talk about that a lot at Property CEO, and I know that's a big thing of yours, and you and I both agree on this. You know, it can be great fun. It is really good fun coming up with a business name or designing a logo, like you said, that that, that guy had done. But it's not going to move your business forward. You know, outsource what you can and make some quick decisions and move on. So, yeah, just don't get bogged down and go round and round in circles. And we've all seen or come across people that's been several months in and they're still trying to decide on their logo. And get some knowledge. I mean, it only takes a fraction of a second for people to get an impression about you and your business. And you just got that one chance to make that first impression. So you need to get it right. You know, business cards, I think it was interesting you say, are just one small part of a bigger picture. You know, so get some training or, or buy some books that are going to give you some good advice on how you can optimize it. You know, we cover a lot of this on the Property CEO training, but it doesn't really matter where you get the advice from as long as you actually go out and get it. I mean, it always amazes me that people invest their heart and indeed their soul, not to mention their hard-earned cash into creating a business and then uh, completely handicap, you know, handicap it themselves by having no idea how to best present themselves and their business to the world. So uh, you know, whether that's face-to-face or through their online presence. So, you know, make sure that, uh, you, you know, you actually go out and do your research. So I think that getting some knowledge is a, is a really, really good point. So that's no. my sort of top three takeaways. Less is more. Don't waste your time and really get yourself some knowledge. No, absolutely. I think it's funny. We, we're, we're kind of diving in the detail here. It may seem like it's a small thing, business cards, but actually because it's all related to that first impression, they are quite important. And they set the stall for so much, so much else that follows. But uh, just one small part of a, of a much bigger thing and you should invest in the whole thing uh, to make sure that your first impression counts. Really good. That's fantastic. Thank you very much, Ian. Well, that's all we've got time for in this episode. But join us again next time when we'll be giving you the inside track on another part of the property world. In the meantime, feel free to check out our other episodes and you can visit our website, which is at propertyceo.co.uk. But until next time, it's goodbye from this folks. Bye.